0: So get ready, it's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hey everyone, it's great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. As you all know, on this podcast, we talk about business, branding, sports, and of course, how to move the ball. Now, this episode is part of my special Path to the Draft series, where I'm having conversations with NFL draft prospects on their path to the draft. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you do so today so that you never miss an episode as part of this series or as part of the regular show. I've got a lot of great guests planned for the season that have already come on as well. So check them out. All right. So for today, I've got an incredible guest with us, ready to share his story and talk about his path to the draft is N'Kobe Dean. Nakobe is a linebacker who played college football at the University of Georgia. During his three-year career as a Bulldog, he recorded 168 tackles, 89 of them solo, seven and a half sacks, three forced fumbles, two interceptions, and one of those being a pick six. This past season, Nakobe became a CFP national champion. Congratulations, Nakobe! And he was also named the AP and Coaches All-SEC First Team and named SEC Defensive Player of the Year by Pro Football Focus. So we will talk about all of that, the NFL Combine, and more on today's episode. Nikobi, welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, thank you, babe. Uh, thanks, thanks.
0: Well, I'm excited to chat with you. I've been looking forward to this episode for quite some time. I saw you as we were heading down to Indy for the Combine. We were actually on the same super, super packed flight. Uh, it's it's hard to believe it's been over a month since then. Time is just flying. Yeah. Bye. Um, but where I wanted to kick off our conversation is, let's just discuss, how did you get into football? When was the first time you picked up a football or suited up, and what about it made you fall in love with the game?
1: Well, you know, I started in uh, the Boys and Girls Club at, at Tunica Rake Center. Just just basically really um, started, you know, my mother worked at Creek. that was she from. So she kind of uh, stuck us in a uh, Boys and Girls Club after after school there. All day I played football, basketball, and baseball. And uh, I hadn't looked back since, you know, really. Um, that's just kind of where it started.
0: And what about the sport really excited you about it?
1: Physicality. <laughs> you know, I was I was kind of like, uh, at a younger age, I was a boy that was always wrestling with my uh, peers. I always wrestled with my brother. So, you know, actually being able to, you know, just, just have some display physicality, no matter how big, how small the guy were uh, across from you just knowing that you can you know just be physical with a man and it's like no other time you can be that physical that was probably one of the main the the primary reasons I had uh, fell in love with it initially
0: Okay. Now, my listeners know that this whole Move the Ball movement started with me writing a book on football called Move the Ball. And in that book, I talk about lessons and strategies that I've taken away from the game that I feel help people to be successful both on and off the field. When you look back at what football has taught you, what are some of the lessons that you've taken away from the game that you feel will help you as you transition into this next chapter of being a professional football player?
1: Man, uh, football has helped me greatly on and off the field. Uh, I feel like from a, from a mental standpoint, not not just from uh, a competition uh, uh, or athletic standpoint, I feel like football has basically pushed me to to set goals for myself and accomplish those goals on and off the field. So um, it has built me into toughness. It has made me more of a social sociable person, being able to be able to talk in public, cause, just because the positions it has put me in. So you know, I've learned every, a lot from football uh, just in life. You know, I feel like my high school coach texted me a couple of weeks ago and asked me uh that he wanted to basically he wanted to, to spit to tell his new team uh why did I love football. So he asked me basically why did I love football and, and at the moment and my answer was basically the the lessons that it teaches, uh the life lessons, not just the physicality, you know, the uh the accolades or the fame you get from me. I, I felt like the life lessons is the best thing that you learn from football.
0: For sure, there are so many things that football teaches us to be successful in whatever it is that we choose to do. So, when you look at the linebacker position, what in your mind are the skills necessary to excel at this position? And secondly, what makes you elite?
1: Right. I feel like I feel like at linebacker, you got to be smart. You got to be smart. Uh, you got to be a leader. You got to be violent. You got to be smart. You got to be a leader. You got to be violent. Violent. You got to be tough. You got to be resilient. Um, I feel like all those things, and I feel like the thing that that like right, sets me out is my mindset. And I feel like that in, in every aspect of my life, not just football, I feel like my mindset sets me apart from um, from other people. So I feel like my mindset is taking uh, taking a none, you know, a match. So, you just I feel like all those together basically uh, has helped me along the way.
0: Great answer. So you're from Mississippi, from Horn Lake, went to Horn Lake High School. Back in 2018, you received a phone call from NFL Hall of Famer Dip Buckus calling to congratulate you on winning the 2018 High School Buckus Award. And for those who aren't familiar with that, it's voted for the best high school linebacker in the country. Quite an honor. What was that phone call like?
1: Uh, it was great. Uh, it was great. You know, uh, my coach, my coach and everybody had called, like a team meeting up. We never really had a team meetings, so it was kinda it was kinda weird. But he had he had called the team meeting up after uh it was after the season was over, it was late in the season one. Uh he just called the team meeting up and and you know, uh Matt, uh, Matt Bucky's his son, walked in with the trophy. And it was like, and then they, they kind of like presented me with it, and just like, you know, it, it was a nice good feeling, definitely for high school. It was it was definitely a surprise. I was definitely proud. I didn't think I was gonna win it. I, I mean, I wasn't looking. I was looking for it. I was so focused on the season, focused on winning the state championship. So when they when they when it happened, I was like, it was surprising for me that I that I had won. It. But it was great. You know, it was great great to be able to experience something like that.
0: Sure. And during your senior year, you had 134 tackles, 22 TFLs, six sacks, three interceptions. Uh, you led your team to a high school state championship. As you mentioned, uh, you actually won the, the Mr. Football Award as well. And so my question for you is, what were you doing in high school that was different from your peers? Like, what's the Nicobe Dean secret?
1: High school, my schedule was was regimented. You know, it was, it was kind of like strict. It was um, school. Do school, practice, after practice and going home, doing a little homework. If it was Monday and Wednesday, I went I went to the um went to the gym a little bit more. So I did a little homework. I'd go to the gym and i come back home, do homework, eat and be sleep by 10, 30, 11 o'clock for the next day, for the next day of school. And that was just kinda how it was every day for me. Um I feel like college was a little different because um, you know, In high school, you go to the same class every day. College, everything switched up, so you go to different class. So the schedule is a little bit different, but you still got on a little routine. But high school, it was just literally, it was the same. It was the same thing. I literally did the same thing. I mean, weekends, it was different, But during the week, I literally did the same thing. I felt like that just helped me uh, basically organize myself. It kept me grounded. I wouldn't say that if I would have did something else, it wouldn't it wouldn't have helped me. But I feel like just having a routine and knowing what I needed to do to be to be the best that I could be, uh just helped me greatly. So I feel like that set me apart.
0: And going back to the Buckus Award. After you won that award, you had said winning this award and being considered one of the top linebackers in the nation just gives me more inspiration to work hard. It's a great award, but I feel like I have a lot more to do to get better. When you said that, what were some of the things that you thought you needed to improve upon to be able to excel at the next level?
1: Uh, this, in every case, in every facet of my game, You know, um, I feel like this whole pre-draft process has has uh, basically just just made the chip on my go my uh, shoulder go go larger. So I feel like it's a lot of work I need to put in. I feel like I'm back to square one as far as uh, just like coming into high school and just like coming into college. Just, just just reminding to myself that you know I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to prove anything so to speak. I'm trying to uh, to anybody but myself. You know I feel like it's, it's me versus me 100 of the time.
0: Sure. And when it comes to college football, you had over 40 offers. Uh, we're considering many SEC schools, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, Texas, A&M, LSU. Ultimately, you chose to be a Bulldog. Why Georgia?
1: Well, I chose I chose Georgia. You know, I, kind of, I was at the Mississippi versus Alabama All-Star game. Uh, I prayed on it before I took a nap. I prayed on it. I was like, God, I need to sign. Because I, I kind of had put it on the back burner because I wanted to win a national championship. So I was, I uh, kind of put it on the background. I was just focusing on uh, winning the national championship, and then uh, prayed on then the first person to call me when I woke up was Kirby Smart. He called me. It was like and I kind of, I kind of tried to ignore the sign. Like, yeah, yeah, that ain't uh, it. But it kept Georgia in the back of my mind. Uh, so it kept Georgia in the back of my mind. But eventually, uh, eventually, when it came down to it. I feel like it was a good it was, it was a good feeling. I feel like it was it was far enough away from home to help me uh, mature as an individual, as a person, uh as a as a more sociable person, I feel like I was a little bit um less sociable than I am now. So um all those things mixed and I feel like it, it turned out to be a nice. Decision.
0: And as a true freshman, you ended up having 25 tackles, one and a half TFLs, a forced fumble. You won the Defensive Newcomer of the Year Award. How was the transition to Georgia football for you, and how are you feeling after that first season?
1: It it was hard from the aspect of everything, from being away from home, from um, learning a new playbook, just learning football, because I feel like high school, I didn't even know. I didn't know what coverages were. So High school, I was just basically playing the call. I learned a call and I played like that. And now in college you learn of zero to cover nine. So it, it just learned the football and learning to play with being away from home, even you in harder classes, uh, no not too many people trying to tell you what to do, when, when to wake up, when to go to sleep, things like that. So you just had to learn, you had to learn how to manage your time. So but you know, eventually you get it, you uh you get it down back. Uh you know, competition harder you, you yeah, I, f- I feel like I mean the competition is hard, but at the end of the day, I feel like the biggest thing in Georgia was getting over the mental curve as far as being mentally tough, uh, conditioning-wise, uh, physicality-wise, and, and just learning the playbook. I feel like that was, was the biggest thing.
0: And what what did you do to help ensure your success to be able to learn the playbook, get that mental toughness, and and be ready to play at that level?
1: Yeah, it was it was just hard work. It was hard work. But the only way I can put it, it was just hard work, it was long and nice to just stand up, prayer, because, you know, we kind of, it'd be days that you kind of feel discouraged, so a lot of hard work, a lot of prayer, uh, just helped me, you know, helped me continue to persevere and uh, get through uh, those warm pains.
0: And let's spend a few minutes talking about the 2020 season. In football, in life, we always have to adjust, adapt to situations around us. The COVID year was one that none of us have ever experienced. What was it like that season for you? You ended up being Georgia's leading tackler, started all 10 games of the season, dominated on defense. How was that season for you, and what did you have to do to adjust?
1: Yeah, so the season, it was uh, when COVID hit, made everything a little harder it kind of it re, uh, reset me as far as being uh, in the classroom also because I went from, like, finally getting the hang of to having to be, uh, try to find out how to run via Zoom. So I had to reset my mind. I had to basically kind of reset and then kind of start things over. And you know, it, it did that for a lot of people. It, it affected a lot of people mentally and physically. Uh, COVID did, but, you know, yeah, this season was really weird, but... All in all, uh, we was able to have footballs? Who's ever had football season? You know, he was playing a game, not knowing if he was gonna play again. Because I mean, we had Vanderbilt council, they rescheduled and they canceled again. So you know, you yeah, you, you, you weren't able to play every game uh, due to COVID. most times COVID reasons and things like that. Uh, that year, I had I had torn my labrum, my right shoulder, my labrum, like. And my like post like preseason practice, but I played I played with it throughout. So um, this season taught me a lot, you know. Um, being able to just be tough with you know, uh, dug it out and just continue to persevere, you know. And and it taught me also how to like to basically check on my strong friends uh, because you know a lot of people were struggling during COVID, uh, even from a mental standpoint. Just, you know, a lot of, definitely the social people who used to being around people and talking to people all the time. So yeah, 2020 taught me a lot.
0: For sure. And so fast forwarding to 2021, Georgia obviously had a great season, number one defense in all of college football. What do you attribute to the defense's success?
1: Uh, I feel like uh, it was the first I can say it was the connection piece, the connection of the team. We talked about it during the offseason. I feel like offseason we focused on building our connection as a team, getting to know each other better. And um, they, helped to, they helped us they help his own in off the field from uh, being able to hold each other accountable uh, in the classroom or on the on the field, and then um, on the defense side of the side of the ball. I feel like we set out to uh, push to be the best, the best defense to ever do it—not just the best defense, but that year. Like uh, at the end of the games, where we was uh, comparing our overall stats overall takeaways and things like that. We compared them to uh, some of the best defenses in the NFL and in the, in the college football that that has ever come through. It, it was it was not just the uh, we never compared to the teams, the other defenses twenty twenty one. So, and we had those goals. We set out with those goals uh, before the first game of the season, and we just continued to just
0: push and work towards it. Well, you definitely showed out, and the team showed out every single Saturday. So let's talk about your, your performance. Specifically, you were the college buckets award winner this past season. Congratulations again on that. And uh, you finished with 72 tackles, 36 solo, 10 and a half TFL, six sacks, five passes deflected, two force fumbles and two interceptions. Like I said, one of those was a pick six as well. So, I mean, what were you doing to ensure that you were the best of the best?
1: Oh, yeah. It was, it, it definitely started off season. I missed the whole spring, the year, the spring before a season, due to my surgery. I had a surgery on my shoulder, so it, in, that, in that spring, kind of helped me become more see everything from a, a coach's perspective, mm-hmm. and, uh, and they, they kind of opened my mind and also helped me learn to Not only just I already knew the playbook, I only now I could, was able to deeply understand it, deeply see how things are supposed to fit, how the safety is supposed to come down. Out the D line, supposed to work with the linebackers. Out of linebackers, I'm supposed to work with the DBs. So all the all that together kind of helped me. And in the shooting, my linebacker coach he challenged the linebackers to be better, better tacklers, better coverage, better blitzers. So all those things kind of put together basically helped me help me become uh, kind of the type of player I was this season. But you know, I, it, it, it's continuing to work. There's a lot more work I got to put in. The way I, the reason I was able to do things, I was able to do the season because I worked it. It didn't happen overnight. It uh, was a lot of hard work, guts, and teams put in. So, and and that's basically what I'm putting in now, getting ready for me.
0: Sure, and so I want to talk about winning the Natty in a second. But as you look back at your college career, aside from winning the national championship, what was the most memorable part of your time at Georgia?
1: The, the relationships. Uh, I feel like the relationships. I have uh, got a lifelong, uh, lifelong relationships at the University of Georgia. I was able to, you know, join the fraternity. You know, uh, the, the the friends I made in the school of engineering, uh, some of the teammates I had played with. You know, uh, those I feel like I have made lifelong friendships uh, in in those. So I feel like my biggest name was a relationship to the that I was able to make while I was in, while I was at Georgia.
0: Great answer. So let's talk about winning the natty. What was it like going into the playoffs and then having to face Alabama again after losing in the SEC championship?
1: Well yeah, we 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 were we, mad, we, we were angry, not uh not so much so because we, we feel like a lot of people try like we lost well, we lost the first game because we feel like uh a lot of people tried to downplay trying to downplay our victory throughout the season after that. But, like it was they and with them downplaying our victory, we took it as disrespect, like in uh, downplaying our um, our hard work basically. So we, we kinda we did play uh, pissed off with a big with a bigger chip on our shoulder. Um we didn't it was already there. So but you know being able to win in the fashion that we did, you know, to uh, come back and um do it again to, to come back and beat them the second time and, and win the whole thing, you know, especially, you know, it was a, it was definitely a feeling of uh, euphoria. So uh, it, it was just a, it's a real feeling. It was great.
0: For sure. And congratulations again to you and the team. Outstanding job in that uh, national championship game and the entire season. I mean, a lot to be proud of this past season as well. So you've hung up your college cleats and now you're getting ready for the draft. Talk to us about what were some of the things you were really focused on in your pre-draft training.
1: Uh, some of the things I was really focused on was just uh, so I, I first I had to get my body right. I had to get my body right. Or uh, did when I got my body right, then I kind of just focused on the testing the numbers and everything. And then uh, I, unfortunately, I was a, I had uh, ended up hurting myself, straining my pick, so I, it kind of sidelined me. It, initially, it was definitely uh, real, kind of like you know, disappointing. You know, you you, want, you dream of uh, being able to come by, you dream of running the forty, you know, uh, doing all this, showing the teams what you got. So me being hurt a lot of times, kind of kind of made it harder for me. So, but all in all, you know, it's been a great experience. It was a great experience being there, uh, meeting the people I did, uh, speaking with the teams I did. It was, it was great. all in all.
0: Sure. I mean, there's other obviously you look forward to doing those positional drills and, and the different tests, but you also get to to network and to connect and interview with different coaches and teams and scouts and stuff as well. So there's a lot of other things that goes on during Combine Week besides just the drills.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: So Nicobe, what I want to do now is I want to run you through my two-minute drill and ask you some fun questions. Are you ready? Yeah. I am. I am. All right. The first question is outside of football, what do you like to do?
1: I like the I like to fish. Uh, like fish. I like to fish. Uh, I like to chill with friends. Not a big big movie watcher, but I like to uh, look up different business opportunities, opportunity things I can get into to, uh, to basically uh, build my you know build my portfolio.
0: Very smart thing to do. Next question is: What is one thing that most people don't know about you?
1: I'll say my favorite color is green. I, I don't I don't know. I don't think people know that about me.
0: Okay, it's not red. No. <laughs> Next question is, what three words would you use to describe yourself?
1: I, I use uh, smart, uh, tenacious, and uh, ambitious.
0: Three great words. If you had one intro song played at all of your public appearances, what would that one song be?
1: To keep, to keep it nice and sweet with PG, I'd say like, uh, is it a blue, old blue song, uh, uh, Mississippi Boy, where I am from Mississippi.
0: Okay. What is the best piece of advice that you've been given by a coach?
1: Best piece of advice I would give my Uh control what I can control. You know? And also, also they don't care. No matter how hard you work, no matter uh, where you come from, no matter what your background is, they don't care. Uh, people don't care about that. Uh, they just care about what have you done for them lately. I feel like that's the best advice I've
0: Sure. Now I'm going to flip it and ask: What's the best piece of advice that you would give someone?
1: Basically, I reciprocate the same thing my um, I feel like the best piece of advice I gave anybody was uh they don't care uh I know uh I know mean mean guys uh the younger guys from who probably had were struggling at home and they were kind of try, almost trying to blame that on why they was acting the way they were acting, so when I sit down and talk to them, it's like no, nah, we don't they don't care mm-hmm. you know nobody cares that you that you you grew up rough you know. Right. And, and I'm not, not not to say that in uh, a, like a heartless way. I'm saying you got to put in the work because uh, you not only two, you're in the same position as that guy who grew up with both parents at home and, you know, have food every night. So you, they don't care how you came up. how You, when you make to that point. Everybody on the same level. You got to prove yourself day to day out.
0: Right. It's all about the results and what you can do for them, as you mentioned. Exactly. So my next question is you're hosting a dinner party and you can invite three famous people, living or deceased, who would you choose and why?
1: That's a great question. I'm going to go with uh Michael Jackson because he's Michael Jackson. He may maybe a scene for us. Warren Buffett, I, I just just wanna sit down and just talk to him. He, he may maybe give me a tip or something about how he's gonna be in there. And um I say Beyonce, I can't think of nobody else. Beyonce.
0: Great choice. Beyonce. Great choice. Have a female in that group. Always important. Yeah, All right. Yeah. My last question is, do you sing in the shower? I do. Are you good at it?
1: I will I, will, I will sing in the shower. Uh, I think I sound good. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. That's what's important. All right. <laughs> so I got one last question for you. Um, and basically, if a team were to ask, why should I pick Unicobe over somebody else? Who? What would you say?
1: I'll say, yeah. Uh, I'll start off with, I don't know about uh, the other guy, but for Me, I feel like my mindset is match. I'm gonna give you uh, 110% in everything I do, um, I can do nothing. Talk about myself. I'm gonna control what I can control, and I'm gonna be the best I can be. And not only feel, not only on the field, but off the field, also in life.
0: Great answer. All right. So as we look to end the show, where can people follow you? Where are you at on social media?
1: Uh, social media. I'm on, uh, I'm on most of them on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Kobe Gene. I mean, on, on, the, on Twitter as the Dean, and you can find me on Instagram as the Dean. You just type in my name. So, Perfect. Yeah, both of them,
0: and we'll have those in the show notes so people can follow you on your journey. Thanks so much Definitely. for joining us today, Nikobe. It's been great chatting with you.
1: Definitely. Thank you.
0: And thank you to everyone for listening and we will catch you next time. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you have not yet done so and make sure you share it with a friend or two or three. That's one way you can help me to move the ball. All right, everyone. Thanks again for listening and we will talk to you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball.